We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you ever think that you would see Brian Erlacher at Notre Dame God gear, dude? With him being so having so close ties to Chicago, anything can happen. <laughs> I never I never thought I would see the day that Brian Erlacher has on a Notre Dame t-shirt and hat. There's no way that no, Brian Erlacher Brian Erlacher didn't know about Notre Dame while he played at the Bears. Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Heck, I'm sure he knew about them when he was in high school. Oh, yeah. I mean, he went to New Mexico State, though, right? Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Lucky Lucky Podcast. So, when we come back, oh, I'm going to give it to you. Cats were talking crazy earlier on IB left. Crazy. Didn't have a clue what they were talking about. But I'm going to let loose today. I'm going to steal the deal on the Justin Scott saga once and for all. And then we're going to hear from Notre Dame players. Just a teaser on some of the things that's been going on. And we'll get more into it on Friday's show with what the players have to say about some bowl practice. Left, SD2 Mike's Luffy Lefty podcast. You already know. We. It's been a different. We're back. Lucky Lefty Podcast. CFE Nation is where we reside. Presented by Twit. It it Yeah. 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 Um here we go. Notre Dame prepping for the bowl game. Practices seem to be coming across quite well. One of the biggest surprises, a transfer from Ohio State last year that committed on National Signing Day, John the Baptist himself. He talks about this Notre Dame defense and uh, what they're going to look like even next year. Defense is going to be pretty far. Um... You know, we're top 10 defense, and I think that we got a, another another game to showcase what we got and to even move up in the ladders of it. But for next year, I know 
there's a lot of talent coming in. There's a lot of talent that's in the room right now. Uh, anything about the whole defensive room, and I think the boys should be good. I agree with them, Bluff. I said it. Keep Al Golden will be right on track. <laughs> that's yeah. just as simple as that for you, huh? Yeah, as long as we keep him, we'll be all right. Guys yeah. will fall in line and, and see how guys have developed on film and guys are more routine, can kind of show the ropes. If you're getting guys that new every year, the older guys can't show the ropes so you don't get no respect in the ranks. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? You know, you got to have guys that have been there, done that, so they can be like, come on, rookie, you're supposed to, you know, catch up. If you get new guys every year, new quarterbacks every time, mm -hmm. you know, them young bucks like Rico think he can just talk to JT any type of way. Hey, you give me a Gatorade, JT. Mm -hmm. That's probably why he left. And have Chancey Stucky to back that up, you know what I mean? So it's one of those things where there's got to be some respect amongst the ranks, but that comes with consistency in the, in, the, in the staff to be able to let those guys that are older veterans be leaders, you know, through example. I couldn't agree with you more. Lucky Lucky Podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Um, DJ Brown, your last game as a fight night. What's been up with uh, the quarterback, the starting quarterback, Steve Angeli? I mean, I told him that I think it was like probably two practices ago. He threw like a deep post um, to Faison. 
Steve's been doing a great job. Um, you know, he looks really relaxed, looks comfortable back there, um, and I'm excited for him. I'm excited to see what he does. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, left. Now, I was about to say a joke. It would have been a bad joke. I'm not about to crack on DJ Brown because he talked about throwing a post pass. It was a dime. I could go there, but I'm not. I'm not. DJ Brown has had one of his better seasons in his final year, even though a lot of people point to the missed opportunities and missed interceptions, especially against Ohio State. I'm going to hold off, but I will say this. It's good to hear people talking about Steve Angeli and the calming influence that he could bring to an otherwise young offense as they go into the Sun Bowl left. Yeah, I think what's, what's pretty cool is that the first thing he mentioned is the deep pass. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you, you didn't talk about a swing route or a slant or a five and out. You you talked about deep pass being a highlight. So that's a that sounds like it spells good for the confidence that Steve has to, to let that thing go. And I think confidence makes up for like 15% of your accuracy because you believe in what you're doing. It's like your, your jump shot. If you don't believe in it, even though you can't quantify that on no stat sheet, you know your confidence level when you believe in your shot and when you don't. And for Steve to probably, at the time when you saw him, I had low confidence in, in throwing the football to wide open guys. Like, I swear, it's like the hardest thing in the world when you have low confidence throwing the football in practice and you just running routes, just basic stuff. And the dude be wide open, and when you don't got confidence, it feels like the dude is three miles away. <laughs> and you. And you're like, why does it seem so far? And it's really not that far, but it just shows that, you know, uh, when you lose confidence in your arm, the easiest throws can seem the hardest, right? So Steve being relaxed shows that he's in there in command. And then you can start to see where if, he, if he has the talent. His development comes when he has confidence because now he can see what he's good and what he's not good at, right? So this is just giving an opportunity for Steve to really uh, find his place on the team and gain some respect before Riley Leonard comes in and they're trying to shove him as, up in the starting role. It is very important. Going into this game, he talked about it. The fact that he knows the playbook and it seems like he was able to call checks at the line of scrimmage even when Sam Hartman wasn't. You have a young offensive line and they have a guy that's confident enough to do that and has control of the playbook, which it seems like Steve Angeli does, even with limited reps. You know, there are certain intangibles that you, you want to have at quarterback, regardless of arm talent and all of that other stuff. We have a young running back, young off, young running backs and young offensive line going into this bowl game. To have a guy that seems like he's calm, cool, collective, and has control of things, you know, that's that's a positive. Yeah, it's half the battle because now when you go in there, it doesn't the monster don't seem as big because you you know how to how to maneuver and how to how to beat the monster when you're not confident in what you're going in with. Yeah. 
You may go in there and, and fighting a dragon and you got a bazooka. If you don't know how to load it, what is the use of it? Yeah. You just like, well, shoot, I, I know I can do something, but I don't know how to work it. I can't beat it. When he know how to use every gadget, even the little, you know, pocket knife that he got just in case of emergency, he know how to unlock something or whatever. You become nifty. Yeah. And, and prepare for situations even when you haven't faced them yet because of your confidence and your knowledge level of what's given to you. So I do think that Steve, from what we've seen, has some of that in him, which I think is going to show a difference in what we saw from him in the beginning and where we see him as a full-time starter. Your boy Jeremiah Love, man. He's about to get an opportunity left. We've been waiting for this all year. We've been talking about how he's different, how he's moved up to that second seat in the film room. Jeremiah Love, what are your thoughts, young man, about this opportunity and what you could possibly do with it? To it, I mean, uh, I don't really fall under pressure. I think pressure's only going to make me better. Feel me? And um, with more carries, I can really show what more I can do. What did you learn from Audrey this year? Be more physical, run my pad level a little more, and uh, to really put in more work off the field. Audrey was the type of person that was really always working when nobody else was, and I learned that if I want to be the best, I gotta, you know, follow in his footsteps and work when nobody else is working. And I always work on my craft, lift a little bit more too. <laughs> he said, "Lift a little bit more too." At the end, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I think I think he should definitely not look at Aldrich and want to be like that. I just don't think that's the type of player we expect him to be. Aldrich was just one of those, you know, tanks that you, you roll in with. You know, it ain't no surprise that he's coming. If you fight in the war, you know tanks is a part of it. Jeremiah Love is that, that, that fighter jet plane that you don't know when it's coming, but it can hit and be impactful at any time and destroy your whole camp. You don't know if they got one of them. You hear about it, but you don't really know. That's how he should look at the season. Don't roll in like a tank. That's not where your money going to be. Darian Price fits that role more than you would. You got to oh. find a way to be that sneaky, explosive bomb to take out the head guy, make a huge impact, score some points on some long highlights. We need highlight explosive plays. Oh. Not the Aldrich, you know, give you 15, 25 carries in a game. And then if, when you look up, he done ran everybody over and, you know, he 200 yards later. So I do think that from a consistent work habit, you should definitely pick up on an Aldrich. But from a running style, you know, I think you should look at somebody else's film. Yeah, I don't think running style I took from it that that's somebody from a work ethic standpoint. He wants to emulate how he gets better. You know, because I don't think he really was about lifting weights until he thought, saw Audrey Estime put in the work. But I don't think Jeremiah Love is about to go crazy in the weight room like Aldrich. No. <laughs> I don't think his body no. could even could take, I don't think his frame could take that type of work. But I think he knows who he is, but the work ethic that Audrick had, I think is something that sticks with him and will continue to do so in his time at Notre Dame. 
Yeah, Audrey would be a, a nice staple. You know, Jerome Bettis didn't get celebrated until he got to the Steelers on a on a memorable legacy sealed standpoint on a national level. Like the bus. I mean, he was a, he was the face of the 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 lovable characters on that on the biggest stage, you know, I think. Uh-huh. Audrey could be something like that, you know, where his name is bigger in the pros than it was in college. But when you look back and you'd be like, man, he was nice in college. Like, for instance, Patrick Beverly averaged 37 in high school. Uh-huh. But you look at Patrick Beverly now, you're like, oh, he, he can't. He, how did he get to the NBA? But you look back and be like, oh, he was a, he was the man amongst average uh-huh. humans. You <laughs> But it shows you just, you know, that, yeah, he was he was getting busy. Just You just didn't know about it until then. Mm-hmm. But you know Pat Bear, though, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I agree with it. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Um, we're going to get to more of what the players have today say. And dig into it on Friday. Like I said, tomorrow you don't want to miss it. 11 o'clock. We'll be right back here. Lauren Landau, the new strength and conditioning coach, and our own Cam McDaniel, who, yo, this is what he does in Texas with high school kids, you know, repairing injuries to their limbs through modern medicine. And uh, he is super excited about the hire of Lauren Landau. And he's going to come in on the show and break down exactly what Notre Dame is getting and why he's super excited that Marcus Freeman is going in this direction with the strength and conditioning program. He feels like that Marcus Freeman is taking Notre Dame into the future of strength and conditioning. So that will be Cam McDaniel with us tomorrow. Man, we'll let him talk as long as he can and take your questions. If you have questions, make sure you have them ready for Cam. Tomorrow, when he talks, Lauren Landau is a new strength and condition, strength and conditioning coach, and what he brings to Notre Dame right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Left, you ready? We here. Hey man, let's get to it, man. Because Cass was talking crazy. Well, they've been talking crazy for a while. I just kind of let it slide. Like yeah, I told they, you, they, they talk pretty crazy out there. I'll, I'll never, I will never apologize for doing my job. Never. That's right. Never. That's never. right. Never apologize for doing my job. Never apologize for having information that other people don't have. Left. That's right. I'm not gonna apologize for that at all. So let's start from the very beginning, right? So. Back in January of 2023, I made my first trip to the west side of Chicago. And I chop it up with a young man and his two best friends, who happens to be uh, Richard Barron, who's playing college basketball right now, and Phoenix Gill, who's currently one of the top five players in the state of Illinois, son of Kendall Gill. And we're chopping it up about recruiting in both basketball and football at St. Ignatius. The conversation continues, and at some point, it becomes myself and Justin Scott. 
And Justin Scott proceeds to tell me that Michigan is his leader at the time. He, he gives me the list of reasons why Michigan is his leader at the time. And I'm sitting here and I'm listening. He's talking about their accountability system for academics. He's talking about the brotherhood and how they make them feel. And I'm like, whoo, man. Okay. So then, you know, I got an opportunity. Bookmark this left. I get an opportunity to talk to his head coach during the basketball game. His head coach tells me, yo, these are the schools that, you know, he's high on. And it pretty much was like the five schools that were his finalists, right? The only school that got kicked out was Wisconsin because they hired Luke Fickle and the defensive coordinator was no, Jim Leonard was no longer going to be around who had been his main recruiter and, and honestly his favorite recruiter up until that point individually. So Wisconsin dropped off. So at this time, the day I met him now, Michigan is the leader. Michigan is the leader. So we talk. I talked to his head coach, and his head coach is like, yo. I say, coach, you know, Notre Dame, you know, how are you feeling? And he said, you know, they're, they're coming, they're coming, but I feel like they could be doing more. Which that struck me as being very interesting. Very interesting. So we end the conversation. I write an article and I post intel on the IB message board from our conversation. And days later, Marcus Freeman, Tommy Reese, and pretty much the entire defensive staff sojourn to Chicago, to St. Ignatius High School. They make a huge impact on Justin Scott. And Justin Scott tells me, like, yeah, yo, meeting Coach Freeman was, like, amazing. And he fell in love with Marcus Freeman, right? And all of a sudden, here comes Notre Dame making a charge. I go back to the next game. And he's like, yo, man, the conversation with Notre Dame has been great. I'm loving it. Michigan still in the league? Yeah, probably, but. Man, Notre Dame's giving me a lot to think about. Then all of a sudden, he says, yo, I'm going to make a decision on my birthday and commit. Like, word? Like, yeah. Who is it going to be? It's going to be Notre Dame. All right, cool. All right, bet. I'm not going to mess up the kid's opportunity to make the commitment. Little did I know that Ryan Day was going to spoil the apple car. Ryan Day was really the one that came in and said, yo, <laughs> you need to take your visits, man. Don't make a rash decision. Take your visits. So he talks it over with his family. And he says, okay, you know, I think I should take the official visits. Cancels his commitment, which was on the 31st of January, which is his birthday. In the meantime, there's a team lurking. Because right now, this is a Michigan-Notre Dame race right now. 
Ohio State comes in, comes to the game, gets him to think about taking official visits, and the whole time there's a team lurking, 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 outworking everybody quietly, quietly. Nobody's saying anything. And then he sneaks off for an unofficial during the week of his spring break. And then all of a sudden you start hearing the buzz like, oh, snap. Miami has a really good shot of landing Justin Scott, right? So I'm like, yo, is this real? And he's like, yo, Mr. Davis, like, I really love it. I really love it. And I'm like, cool. Now, see, this is where everything, so I want to correct everybody. So, you know, people are out there, like, putting out falsehoods. From the jump, I said it's going to be really tough. And this is why I said Georgia never had a shot, in my opinion. I said it's going to be really tough to pull this young man. I never said he wasn't leaving the Midwest. I said it's going to take a lot to get this young man to leave the Midwest. My exact words. My exact words. He went down there. And he didn't go down there by himself. He went down there with some of his good, his peeps and had a great time, man. It was like, yo, what else? It's South Beach. A visit to the University of Miami, the campus, the core Gables is beautiful. And you're kicking it. It was like, yo, it was the perfect storm. So, yeah. He comes yeah, back. That's right. He comes back. And uh, now another thing, because Jason Smith, thank you for saying that. This is another thing to keep in mind. The first time I met him, I said, yo, from what I'm hearing, Notre Dame loves you and Marquise Lightfoot, who's also from Chicago, out of Kenwood Academy. His eyes lit up. He said, oh, word? He said, yeah. Now, at this time, I heard from Marquise Lightfoot that he, from the horse's mouth, he left, I don't have to go to outside sources. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I can go to the horse's mouth. I can pull up. I know the way to Kenwood Academy. I don't have to call anybody else. My godson goes to Kenwood Academy. He's on the lacrosse squad. Dude, I got the next. So I know how to get to who I need to get to to get the information. So I pull up. Yo, what's good? Man, I talked to Coach, man, me and Coach Washington talk on a weekly basis. This is where the relationship with Lightfoot and Notre Dame was at that time. Somehow, some way, over the coming weeks and months, things slowed down. He wasn't hearing from Notre Dame as much. I don't know if it was because of Logan Thomas specifically. I don't know if it was because of another, another guy they wanted to get on. But they cooled on the young man. Now, Justin Scott and Lightfoot and Cam Williams, they're cool. Just keep that in mind. They're cool. So now everything is kind of open back up. Everything else is open back up. Miami, yo, is outworking everybody. They're outworking Ohio State. They're outworking Michigan. 
to outwork in Notre Dame. They're doing everything, right? And everybody's like, well, if you didn't want to come to Notre Dame, we don't need them. All right, that's fine. If you're scared to work for a kid that's a five-star, then that's on you. I'm sorry. If that's the elitist attitude you want to have, then fine. But there are some kids that are five stars, top five players in the nation. You have to work for those kids. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. And there's no reason a school over a thousand miles away should be coming to Chicago outworking a school that's 70 miles away. Make it make sense to me, Lev. Make it make sense to me how a school over a thousand miles away can outwork a school that's 70 miles away. I'll wait for you, Lev. Make it make sense to me. Yeah, lack of attention to detail, man. Let me know how a school 330 miles away can outwork a school that's 70 miles away, Lev. Make it make sense to me. They just wanted more. That's what it is. How how far is Columbus away from Chicago? About 500 miles? Yes, it's pretty far. Okay. How can a, a school 500 miles away from this kid outwork the school that's 70 miles away from this kid? Top five kid, five star, backyard. How are you getting outworked? How are they showing up to Chicago more than you? How? How? And you got people defending it. Oh, Al Golden was at a basketball game. One? He's 70 miles away. One? Cats on IG driving up on the Dan Ryan. I'm driving on the Dan Ryan. Dude, Miami coaches have been here twice the same week that you drove up on a Friday. What are we talking about? They got out work. Period. And I don't know how long. Dude, Tom Lemming, the GOAT, came on the recruiting show earlier today. You know what I've been saying that I've been getting backlash for on this podcast? Do you know what Tom Lemming said? Do you know what Tom Lemming said today, Left? He flat out said, when it comes to Chicago talent, Chicago in the last six years has put 51 players into the NFL. You know how many guys Notre Dame were on out of that 51? Probably like three. Three players. 
three players out of the 51 oh, Notre Dame right. was in on. Yes, you were right. Oh. <laughs> and Tom Lemming said Notre Dame has done a terrible job at recruiting Chicago over the past six years. Who has been saying that for over a year on this podcast, Lev? Who has been telling oh, that's people right. that the, the Michigan flag, the Ohio State flag, and other flags are flying higher than Notre Dame? And it's closer. Who's been saying that, Lev? I have. The one and only SD2 Mikes, man. They've been getting outworked. And he, this is the crazy thing. You know who he, you know who he threw under the bus? He said Assistant Tommy coaches. Reese. He said oh, yeah. Tommy Reese was the point man for Chicago, and he didn't do a good job. He just flat out threw Tommy under the bus. I was like, Tommy from the Burbs, man. I was like, whoa. But that's the GOAT talking. You know, so don't believe Sean Davis. You don't have to believe Sean Davis. That's the GOAT who's from Chicago that in the same breath has said multiple times, I have no clue how in the world Notre Dame messed this up when it comes to Justice Scott. He said that multiple times. You know, so you don't have to take my word. Take the GOAT's word. They got outworked and they messed up. Period. All the narratives about he's a bad kid. It's all about the money. No. Notre Dame messed up. Facts. Tried to tell you they were getting outworked. No one wanted to believe me. No, that can't be the case. It has to be something else. No, it's not anything else. He's a five-star kid. Five-star kids that are top five in the nation, it goes down to the wire. You have to work. You have to work your tail off to get them into your program. And if you're not willing to put in the work, you think it's too much, you feel like, oh, we're Notre Dame. We don't have to do all of that. Then fine. Don't do it. And you won't get kids like that. You won't. You don't have to. Continue doing what you're doing. While Ohio State, Michigan, Miami and every other school around the country plants their flag in Chicago. Because, you know, there's a wide receiver in the 25 class that Miami is pretty close. Well, I'm not going to say that because Mike Brown has a pre-existing relationship with the kid. So we'll see how it goes. But Miami is putting in that work with that young man. You can believe that. Along with a lot of other schools. Ohio State is putting in that work. Oh, Carnell Tate is dropping messages. Oh, you can believe that. So if he doesn't choose Notre Dame, is it going to be NIL for him as well? Lucky Lefty Podcast. So then I put up a tweet, right? I said, this young man has had three leaders, Michigan, Notre Dame, and Miami. And I said, it's going to be a race to the finish line to see which one of these schools get his services. I was trying to let you know without letting you know that it's going to come down to these three schools. Michigan, Notre Dame, and Miami. Everybody, oh, uh, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. All right. Cool. All right. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's fine. Then he shocks the world left. He goes on his official visits. One, Notre Dame didn't get one. You know why? Because he said, dude, I've been to Notre Dame. I already know what it's about. I don't need to waste an official visit. I can read between the lines 
and tell you what that meant. You know what well, left? You know what that means, left? Can I tell you what he really was saying? What's that mean, man? They don't they don't put in extra work for me, so I'm not gonna put in extra for them. Oh yeah, they like they they, they like me, but they ain't showing me. Yeah, yeah dude. I, I'm getting like I mean, so cool. Why should they get an official? All these other schools are putting in work, doing the most. That's 70 miles away. I've been there like three times. I know what it is. It's the Midwest. I can read between the lines and tell you what he was saying. He was at the practice for Notre Dame on March 31st. <clears throat> Last time he was on campus. Notre Dame doesn't get one of the official visits. He goes on official visits. He comes back. He tells me, I'm going to make a decision early in July. Early in July. I'm going make a decision, right? He tells Cam Williams that he's going to Michigan. Because that's his boy. Cam Williams lets Notre Dame know. Like, man, this is what he said. So when he finally makes the decision, that he's going to Ohio State, everybody's shocked. <clears throat> like, I'm at my parents' house on a Sunday, left. B. Drisk is blowing my phone up. Like, yo, what's going on? Da, da, da. I'm like, what you talking about? Like, oh, this kid committed to Ohio State. I'm like, Ohio State? I'm like, word? Yeah. I get home. I say, yo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up with this Ohio State decision? Mr. Davis, yo, man, when I went on the visit, the guys and the rest of the class, the players I'm going to be playing with, man, it's just really attractive. And the more I thought about it and the more I talked it over with my coaches, in order for me to get to the next level and do what I want to do, Ohio State was the best path for me. I said a better path than Michigan because you really talked about how you love what they had and accountability he said yeah man he said you know the off the defensive line coach at ohio state just has a better track it's record. hard to beat so you know who the defensive line coach is at michigan you know the same dude that put defensive linemen into the pros for notre dame yeah same dudes on sundays but he didn't put any first rounders into the pro he put guys into the pro he wasn't stacking first rounders like old boy, Mr. Johnson up at Ohio State. So I said, okay. I said, uh, are you still going to listen to other teams? He said, yeah. So two days later on Irish Breakdown, we talked about his commitment. And I said on Irish Breakdown, Brian Driscoll has the footage. You're going to check it out. I flat out said He's not staying committed to Ohio State. I said, that's not his last commitment. 
And Brian Driscoll was like, you think? I said, oh, I know so. That's not his last commitment. So we fast forward. Notre Dame is still working. Still working. Even after he commits to Ohio State, they're still working on him, trying to get him to come up for a game, you know. And uh, Miami, yeah, absolutely. And Miami, they're working. See, Notre Dame is working, but not Miami is putting in that work. Does that make that's sense? That's right. They put in the right work. And yeah, my you Notre Dame I mean? is working. If you restructuring the bathroom, you're not looking to replace the microphone. Yeah. See what you don't it's realize. Like, yeah, yeah, y'all both spent money, but I spent money on the tile, the shower head, the whole thing. Yeah. So what you don't realize is that Miami has multiple NFL and Miami legends that reside in the Chicago area. Guys like, you know, Jared Payton, right? Not only that football players, but baseball players as well that play in Major League Baseball, right? So they start to lean on they start to lean on guys like Jared Payton, guys like Russell Maryland. And the pitch to the young man is the same way Russell Maryland was that guy that started things on the defensive line for Miami, that's what you're going to be for Miami. That's yeah, guys pick. that really got footholds in the game that you no, You're talking about multiple championship winning defensive tackle. Man, first round pick, high pick. This is their pitch, and it's not coming from just anybody. Chad in the recruiting office. It's coming from Jason Taylor. Uh, who can who can show you some one-on-one moves as he's talking to you? Jason Taylor. It's like what you do when you jump on the Bro. phone with State Farm, be like, let me talk to your supervisor. Miami's putting in. Yeah, they got us work. talking to receptionists at Notre Dame. They talking to Miss Joy. They got the janitor on the line recruiting Justin Scott. You got the assistant uh Strength coaches hitting his line, making writing the letters. He's like, "Why am I hearing from the nutritionist?" Justin Scott getting getting recruiting mail from the nutritionist. Make sure he eat twice a day, brush his teeth hey, three times at night. That's, not, he ain't getting no real mail from the uh, 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 Tim Brown and 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 and, and, and all the greats at Notre Dame. Anti ain't hitting his phone. See, this is. You know, this is this is the joke, right? I don't do I'm do Chad Bowden is a superstar. I'm gonna say it right now. When it comes to recruiting, Chad Bowden is a superstar. Flat out. The way he coordinates what goes on, the way he's coordinated the last two classes. It's Marcus Freeman, Chad Bolton, like right there, dude. Right there. Superstar. Once again, Tommy Reese, this is telling. The, the number one defensive tackle, point man 
other than Marcus Freeman was Tommy Reese. It was Tommy Reese that was literally in Chicago recruiting Justin Scott in the Chicago area when he was interviewing for the Alabama OC job. He was actually in Chicago during this time when he was considering leaving for Alabama. He was in Chicago recruiting. He went to more basketball games at St. Ignatius than anybody. That's very telling. Very, very telling. telling. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to shade anybody. That's not what I'm trying to do today. I'm just giving you the facts. Yeah, you just you saying it very it, telling. Take it. Take it for what it's worth. But take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt, right? So it gets to about October. And the kid starts to have a true change of heart because his heart, his last leader before the official visits in his heart of hearts was Miami, which I knew this. And I knew, like I said, out of the three schools, Notre Dame, Michigan, and Miami, this is going to be his final choice out of these three schools. I tweeted that back in like the end of April. And people are like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, all right, cool. These have been his three leaders back and forth during this process. All the other teams, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, man, he's not going there because that's not where his heart is. Miami, on his official visit left, put in a call to multiple Miami players to meet up in Coral Gables the weekend of his official visit to my not to talk to Justin Scott but to sit and talk to Obama. Justin Scott in the room with the former greats of Miami they had five Miami greats in a room with Justin Scott's mother trying to convince her to let her son come to Miami now, what did I say from the jump, left? It's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot to get that dude away from the Midwest. They didn't even bring the former players in to recruit Justin Scott. Didn't need to. They had his heart. They knew they had to get his mama. Oh, they was running the ball efficiently. Doing the most. Doing what other people weren't willing to do. That's what they were doing, left. You get a guy like Ray Lewis, every Clinton Porter's calling your phone. So two days before, let me fast track this, dude. I, I do. Let me seal the deal, dude. Two days before he decommits from Ohio State, I get a phone call from my brother, my brother that's been on this podcast. When I say brother, I don't say that lightly. He's my brother. I get a phone call from Jared Payton. Like, yo, this is what's going down. I think we're going to get the kid. Said, word? Said, yeah. I said, so what you say to him? He said, man, we bypassed. He said, dude, we don't have the money. We don't have administration support. You know what it is down in Miami. I NIL, we just lost a quarterback last year 
because the NIL wasn't right in Miami. We're not sitting here in a position where we can match NIL. He wants to be in Miami. So I told him, kid, come play and the money will come. But right now, all you need to do is follow your heart. That was the pitch. And when they pitched that to him and pitched that to his mother, his mother finally relented and said, you know what? If that's what you want to do, I'll support you. And that's the only reason he left the Midwest, because his mother finally gave her graces to it. That's the only reason he left his mama. The only reason. He's a mama's boy. I've been saying that since the jump. He wasn't going to make the move until his mother said, okay, I support you, son. I support ND supposed to be number one in mamas. And thank you, left. Thank you. Which leads me to the final thing. I know everybody's waiting for this. I got the okay to talk about it because I flat out asked. I said, I want to make sure. Let me get the exact word, the exact question. I said, this is me talking to Justin Scott. I said, did the situation that took place between your mom and Coach Washington have a negative impact on with your parents? He said, yes, it did. Now, I'm not about to, I wasn't there. So I can't give you blow by blow, right? But I'm going to respectfully say that Al Washington was a bit overzealous in trying to recruit Justin Scott. Offended Justin Scott's mom to the point that she was no longer an advocate for Notre Dame in the recruiting. And that's huge for a kid that was making his decision based upon his mother. Huge. Uh, uh, Al Washington didn't study the Scott report, huh? Huge. I'm not the only person that knows about this. Brian Driscoll probably just doesn't want to talk about it. That's fine. He doesn't want to talk about it. That's fine. And I'm not about to get into the incident, right? Because in my opinion, in my opinion, the incident, I can see where she's coming from. But I've heard worse, Left. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. I've heard worse. So I feel like, this is me, I feel like it could have been overcome. But her, she was like, nah, I'm good on that. Kind of sound similar to the way Carnell Tate's mom, rest in peace, was like, nah, I'm good on that. And that was the end of Cardinal Tate coming to Notre Dame. Yep, just like that. So, like I said, dude, it's not just me. Tom Lemming is saying the same thing. They got outworked and they messed up. So as much as everybody wants to protect the kingdom, and it's got to be something else. No, man. Sometimes you just lose. Or maybe you just never really wanted it. 
yeah. either way. Right? Yeah, either way, it's a fumble of the bag. Either way. And by the way, directly and indirectly used. By the way, for all the people with the NIL out there, he took less NIL going to Miami than he would have had at Ohio State. So that NIL narrative, you can drop that too, because he took the least bag. It was the Notre Dame bag, the Miami bag. The Michigan bag, the Ohio State bag. He took the least of the bags in his decision. So y'all can drop that whole NIL crap y'all trying to place on that young man. You don't even know the young man. Period. You don't know him. You're trying to put him in a box because you're mad he didn't choose the school you love. You don't know him. Period. Period. See, this is what I talk about. Remember when we talked about the situation two weeks ago? And I was like, yo, other people, if they don't want to talk about it, that's on them. I'll talk about it. Because there's other people in the media that cover Notre Dame that know exactly what happened between the coaching staff and his mother. They know exactly what happened. Because when it happened, Justin Scott was like, yo, it's all good. He tried to smooth it over. He tried to smooth it out. Didn't work. Moms wasn't feeling it. You guys had, you wanted to know what went down. That's what went down. As I said before, I didn't do me, I didn't think it was. I can look at it and I understand the point of view from his mom saying, yo, what's up with that? I just think it was a coach just trying to be aggressive and trying to be a little overzealous, dude. That's that's it. And it just didn't go. It didn't, it didn't happen the way he probably thought it was going to happen. So. Wasn't like he did anything terrible or anything bad, said anything out of, you know, disrespect. You know, sometimes things are taken a certain way. It couldn't be fixed. And that's that. That's that. But like I said, dude. And that's that. That's right. Dude, I could have broken the decommitment stuff two days before he did it. I had the information. You had the info, yeah. You was just like, dude, it's like, and I told people he's not staying committed to Ohio State. I told people. I tweeted back in the end of April. He's gonna decide between Miami, Michigan, and Notre Dame. I told people that. I told people that. Dude, you can go find it on my timeline, bro. Sorry, the tweet is there. AI bots get after yeah, dude. Dude, talking about no, you didn't. The tweet is there. I got articles, I got proof, I got the show on Iris Breakdown where I said he's not sticking to Ohio State. I got receipts. I ain't that type of clown. I don't have time to waste making up stories. And I definitely have never been played. Ever. Not in recruiting. I don't know, dude. Never been played. Especially 
in Chicago. Sorry. Y'all just mad. Because Tom Lemming is saying the exact same thing that I said. So if I got played, Tom Lemming got played too. Now what? Now what? If Tom Lemming reiterated the same thing today, earlier. The same thing. So if I got played, Tom Lemming got played. So you can stay in your feelings or just accept it. It is what it is and move on. Sean Stavigliano Jr. is a great player. Notre Dame rebounded excellent in the 2024 class, and Davion Dixon is coming right behind him. But this whole, this whack, see, this cornball stuff with people behind Twitter feeds and people that have no clue who these young men are try to put labels on people because they just don't like the, the era of NIL and transfer portal, man, grow up. Sorry. Grow up. Sorry. It is what it yeah. is. It is what it is. It is what it is. So. Dude, what are you talking about? Dude, what did I accuse? I didn't accuse Al Colton of being racist. Man, get your cornball tails out of the chat. Dude, just go. Just go. That type of dumb stuff. What are you talking about? Nobody accused Al Golden of being racist. Get your goofy self off the show. Matter of fact, unsubscribe. See, that's the type of stuff. I don't do that, man. I don't do that. We don't talk no racism and all that crap here, man. Get the heck out of here. Don't be bringing that crap. Take that crap to the other shows you like. Please, take that to the other shows you like. You're a clown, bro. And everybody in the chat is letting you know you're a clown. You're probably a you're probably a, ra a racist. Good. You're not subscribed. Then leave. Why are you here? Why are you here? You're the racist. Go ahead and expose yourself. Go ahead and expose yourself. You're the racist. You're the true racist. That's how things happen. Most racists expose themselves. Period. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. So, dude, now I said it. Now I insinuated it. Make up your mind, bro. They don't know you I never backpedal. said anything about race in this whole story. Ever. We're not Rashad Minihan. No, we're not. Man, I ain't talking about that. You're, he just mad because he didn't put in work. So, his see, he's a Mike's, he's a lover of a host of another podcast that tries to talk trash about us on the low. That's what he's doing. He's over here trolling for his boy that posted a picture of Al Golden at a basketball game. Like that was going to do something. Still doesn't change that they got to outwork. Sorry. Doesn't change a thing. Got to outwork. Doesn't change a thing. Sorry. See, that's how it left. That's how lies start, dude. I'm, I'm starting to realize, you know, when you're when you're when you're not afraid to speak truth, and you speak truth, and for whatever reason, other people don't want to delve into that layer of honesty and truth, then they try to uh, find little ways to discredit you. 
I got too many facts, too many receipts to be discredited. Sorry. Way too many receipts. And as I said before, I'll never apologize for doing my job. And I'm back. See, for the 24 class left because of what I was dealing with, I really couldn't dig in the way I did on the 23 class. But I'm back. 25? Oh, we're about to get real. You in Myself death. and Ryan Roberts? Oh. You yeah. in death on 25. Yeah, we're about to yeah. We're about to keep it real funky in 25. You can believe that. You can believe that. See that? But see, this is like. Like, dude, this is the happiness of the 24 class. So we can bring this full circle. In spite of what happened, the response and the way Marcus Freeman and the staff responded after that to get the guys that they got and to be on kids like Burgess, who's going to make a decision in the coming weeks out of Chicago, and to be in on Taylor Taylor. They're now putting in the work. They're now putting in the work in Chicago. It's going to be a long road, but they're putting in the work in Chicago, man. And like Tom Lemming said today, they've been terrible over the last six years. Terrible. His words, not mine. His words. The staff has responded after what happened early this year. And you have to love what they're getting on the interior of the defensive line and on the outside. So this is not, this is just closing the deal because people have been asking if I was going to talk about it on National Signing Day. I said I would, and I closed the show out talking about it. And there it is. And the lasting point from the whole saga is Notre Dame responded the way Big time programs should respond after disappointment in the middle of a recruiting site. So it's really not even about Justin Scott. It's more about Marcus Freeman, this staff, and Al Washington and how they responded to get the haul that they got on the defensive side of the ball. That's what everybody should be ecstatic about. The story is the story. The story lines up with everything I said from the jump. There's nothing new. It's nothing new. His three leaders were his three leaders his entire time. It's nothing new. What I've been saying about Chicago and the flag of Notre Dame in Chicago, like I said, confirmed by the GOAT himself, Tom Lemon. It is what it is, but Notre Dame is working to change that narrative, bro. That's what I'm excited about. They're working to change the narrative. They're on three kids. Next year, in the 25 class, I think they end up with two of them. In my estimation, Taylor Taylor is going to beat man. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. Every time. Because when they came up here to see Justin Scott just a week ago, they went to see Nate Marshall. They went to see Marquise Lightfoot, and they stopped in on Taylor Taylor. Dude, Miami is working, bro. 
Miami is working. And if you go look on Twitter today, who was the first person to retweet or one of the first people to retweet Justin Scott's post for his commitment and Marquise Lightfoot's post? It was Jared Payton, who was very pivotal in the recruitment of both young men out of Chicago, along with other Notre Dame uh, Miami greats that live in the Chicago area. Hey, man, we got tons of Notre Dame greats that live in the Chicago area. Tons. Let them be assets. Let Chris Zorge be an asset. Let Pete Versage be an asset. Heck, use them. Use them. Do what you have to do. Do what you have to do, man. But the way... Yes, Berkshire, York, that's a whole nother story. Jared Payton was supposed to be fighting Irish, and he got screwed by admissions. That's a true story that he actually told right here on the Lucky Lefty podcast. So this is a great day. I didn't tell that story. Well, I told the story because I said I would. I gave him a word. But I told it at the end to say Notre Dame is, in spite of that, Notre Dame is killing it right now. And Notre Dame is putting in work in Chicago, unlike what they've been doing the previous six years. I would never throw Tommy Reese under the bus to make him the sole reason why that happened. Tom Lemming, he kind of did. He was like, yo, he was a Chicago point man. He dropped the ball, right? Because left, in my opinion, Notre Dame could have had Malik Elzey last year if they really pushed for him. So it's not like they can't get Chicago kids. It's just a matter of whether or not they really want the kid and whether or not they're really willing to fight and make the push that's necessary. They did that for Burgess. And so we'll see where he decides to go. I think his date is January 6th left. I think it's January 6th, but... Yo, everybody should be super excited, man. Like that Justin Scott thing now should be put to bed. Because at the end of the day, Notre Dame has still moved on and done a great job. They really have. They really have. Truman Theodore Dumel, when is the February signing day? Can we win? It's usually the first Wednesday. In February. So let me get the right date. It's usually the first Wednesday in February. February 7th. February 7th. That first Wednesday. Thank you for the super chat. Byron McIntyre says, Sean, did you address that ish that was in the chat on IB earlier today? I just did, Byron. I just did. Like I said, people have been looking for it, asking about it. It is what it is. I'll, now, look, I'll say this, love. You can say what you want to say about Mario Mario Cristobal as a 
strategist and coach, but he's proven that he can recruit the trenches at Oregon, and he's proven he can recruit the trenches at Miami. That is what he's already proven. So, um, I don't know. And I don't know if people know this. Miami has a very strong um, – Miami and Chicago, there are a lot of people that go to the University of Miami every year from Chicago. And strictly from their law school, they have a lot of connections to Chicago through their law school. So Miami and the connections here in the Chicagoland area, just from a school standpoint, education-wise, is probably a little bit stronger than most people would imagine with the school being in Southern Florida with a Midwest city. They definitely have an imprint in Chicago. Yeah, they have a huge alumni imprint. That should be Notre Dame's secret weapon in Chicago. Well, the, the imprint that they have is nowhere near the Notre Dame imprint. But I'm just saying for a school that's not in the Midwest, they have a really solid imprint in the city. And that's, that's right. just with like students left. That's not even counting like the former players that live here. Right. Andre Brown, he is the player, the wide receiver that actually caught the, the uh, touchdown pass from Steve Walsh in that 88 game that made it 31-30. Well, he, yeah, he, he didn't catch it. He rolled over. He didn't catch it, but they gave him a touchdown. Andre Brown Sr., his son is a sophomore. Michael Shrewsbury has already offered him for the basketball team. The kid is like 6'5", 195. He's a pup. He's a pup right now. Yeah, he's going to be one of the best receivers in the state in like another year or so, you know. But I fully expect that, you know, his father would try to push him to Miami. Like he's Miami legacy. Why wouldn't he push him to Miami? So, um, yeah, you know, he came back to Chicago. Well, he's from Chicago. He graduated from Finger High School in Chicago and went down to Miami. But. Miami came to Chicago and got a lot of great players when they started their run on the Snellenberger, and they're trying to recreate that now because of that imprint they have in Chicago. So that um, – yeah. Closing remarks on this wonderful 2024 class, left. Great two-hour show. That's right, man. I mean, it's a great preview of what we believe is going to be the class that sets the tone for Marcus Ravens' tenure as he as he comes into his third year of the program. I, I see it. I'm right there with you. Great educational institution, University of Miami is. But I agree with you, Sid. Man, skip them dudes. I've been like that since the '80s. Skip them dudes. Right. I'm still waiting for that get back for that smack that smackdown back in 19. I need that because I still have a smackdown. Man, that cat Jerry Payton would not let me live it down. Left. I need to get the Hurricanes back on the schedule so we can exact some revenge. They beat us.
they beat us like uh like something was on the line man sure. i got the andretti said man i was there yeah i'm sorry bro that you I'm, you probably snuck out at halftime andretti you probably snuck out at halftime right but it was funny because jared and i were sat next together at soldier field in 2012 left when we smacked Stephen Morris and the and the crew. So it was like it was like turnabout. That's right, that was Tommy Reese. Yeah. That was no Ev started that game. With the Shamrock helmet? Mm-hmm. Ev started that game. Uh Atkinson had like a big touchdown around the end. A long touchdown. They dominated. I think they rushed the ball for like 300 yards that night because it was a cold night left. It was freezing. Man, it was freezing. Man, that was one of the coldest games I've ever been to. So, yeah, that was a great night. I talked trash all night to him and a couple of other former Hurricanes. But, you know, they got the last laugh because they're still talking trash from 19. Still to this day. That's crazy. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Great show. Great day. 29 young men are new members of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Well, don't forget, tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock, Cam McDaniels is on to talk about Lauren Landau, the new strength and conditioning coach, and what he brings to the program and why he loves the decision made by Marcus Freeman. You know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story today brought to you by Noah Whiskey and NoahWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey at NoahWhiskey.com. I don't know if this is petty, but I love what John Morant did last night. Welcome back, my man. That's John right. Morant, John Morant, a.k.a. Ja Wick, who is no longer excommunicado. Right, he back, he back in the saddle, man. They even gave him the game-winning shot. Back in the saddle, uh, have no clue what Willie Green was doing, letting that man defend John Morant one on one with a clear floor at the end of the game. You have to be out of your mind, bro. Uh, he's like he said when he hit the bucket, I'm that, I'm that, yeah, that's sure. what he said. Yeah, I'm that dude, 27 in the second half, game winner, and um. He said he has receipts left. Now, that's the petty thing to me. Like, you come off of that. For me, I just feel like, young man, that leave that, that whole receipt stuff alone. Yeah, because who are you Because who are you saying it to? Yeah, you know, I know left. Look, it was some cats in the media that, that w- went a little extra. Yeah, that's just they want a lot of people happy to jump on you, you know what I mean? Oh, man. They probably would be happy to jump on you. But, no. I, I think... 
you know, he needs to learn like, yo, relax. And, uh, yo, yeah, there were some people in the media that went overboard, got personal when it didn't have to get personal. So when he says he kept receipts, I, I pretty much figure that's really who he's talking about, right? And uh, it is what it is, you know? That's like if, uh, I'll do, I'll tell him myself, left. That's like if J.D. Bertrand uh, in the Sun Bowl had like 15 tackles, an interception, and a, a fumble return for a touchdown. And was like, yo, I kept receipts. I even if he mentioned me by name, I would be like, Yeah, that's what's up. Because yeah, I've been yeah. I've been extra critical that's right. of you at times. So that's that's, right. that's the receipts you kept and it helped you to play that well, by all means. Show the receipt, baby. That's right. Show the receipt. I get the return. I'm all for it. Lucky Lefty Podcast. 11 o'clock tomorrow, we'll be back. Cam McDaniels breaking it down. New strength and conditioning coach, Lauren Landau. Why he's a home run hire for Notre Dame, according to Cam McDaniels. For myself and left, have a, continue to have a great season. If you're traveling, be safe. And don't forget to spend it there. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com